This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. January, and that means one thing. Happy transfer window, everybody. Es ist Donnerstag, der Werte Januar. Ich bin Amos Murphy. Miliamo Oliver. And I'm Louis Bardsley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so on brand. <laughs> and this is the City Report Podcast. Happy New Year, fellas. Um, it's still sort of the first week of January. You can get away with saying that. Um, welcome back, guys. Ali, any New Year's resolutions for you to share with the listeners? Uh, no, not really. New Year's resolutions tend to die off by February, don't they? So mm. um, I'll be... It's like FPL, I find. It's like you get to the yeah. second month and then suddenly it's all done and dusted. Yeah, pretty much. But I'll be continuing my efforts to learn Spanish. I know a few of the lads at the City Report podcast are now um, now engaged with Geolingo and whatnot, as we just heard from your wonderful intro. So, uh, yeah, I guess just keep doing what I was doing from, from the back end of last year, really. Oh, cool. Lovely stuff. Um, yeah, uh, you should probably tell listeners mine is to learn German. And, and Ollie, you so kindly gifted us a, uh, a Duolingo, uh, part of your family. So we're, that's it now. We're together forever. Um, Luke, I think you're still trying to learn English. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, so good. So good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wie Amos? Wie geht's? Yeah, it's sehr good. Dankeschön. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the best. GCSE German, that's all. And, um, yeah, Bardsley's doing night classes with Grealish, English night classes. <laughs> Thank you for that. I mean, me, me and Jack Grealish will get on like a house on fire, so that's great to hear. Um, yeah. And the house would probably end up being set on fire at the same time if we thought you I mean, it'd be words. great vibes. I mean, can I also just say for the listeners, um, you have, uh, it's now what, the fourth of the month? 
and you've got the best City Report podcast lineup of the year. Well done, everybody. Well done for listening, guys. <laughs> Star, yeah, you mean to switch off. Like <laughs> yeah. Like City winning five trophies, it's never getting better than this. Um, right, okay, we'll, we'll get going then because we're not going to be here for too long today. Obviously, it's one of those episodes in between a match and another match, um, also known as uh, What Thursday. Um, but we're going to do a little bit of a transfer window preview if we can. And, and typically speaking, you know, transfer windows for City have been, uh, at least in January, um, dull affairs. But I've got a sneaky feeling that this might um, turn out to be a little bit of a busy month for City. Um, in part one, Ollie will speak about two players who look like they could leave the club. And I'm saying that as City have a pretty slim squad already. But the obvious one is Calvin Phillips. He's looking like he's going to leave. It hasn't worked out. I think we can all hold our hands up and say probably a mistake. I maintain multiple factors behind that. I feel sorry for the lad. I would like to see him go somewhere and get some football. Um, where do you think would be best for him then to land on his feet? I know Newcastle are looking at him, uh, Juventus are looking at him, Bayern Munich. So, you know, sizable clubs, plenty of reputation. Um, he's not got a shortage of suitors, that's for sure. No, I, I don't want to see him go abroad, to be honest. Um, okay, that's interesting. I don't want to see him go abroad. And just to say as well, can a player ever leave if they were never really here? Ooh. Ooh. I guess your New Year's resolution wasn't to be kinder, because that's pretty nasty. I, no, I don't mean it. I don't mean it in a nasty way, to be honest. I mean, in terms of how it will impact us as a squad. Yeah, listen, I know, I'm sure Calvin's got some changing room value. Um, he's, he's notoriously in a very, very, very nice lad. Gets on with everyone. Uh, I know he was a mentor to Rico Lewis when Rico started breaking into the team, and. But, but, I mean, in terms of, from a footballing perspective, he's leaving, but his I don't think his departure will be felt if he goes. Uh, in terms of where he goes, I think he does need to stay in England because the reason we signed him was because of how well he did with Leeds. He, he thrived with Leeds, and he's thrived in that England squad as well when he's played. Um, arguably one of the few players that Gareth Southgate has managed to get the best out of at international level. I think he was player of the tournament in the Euros, was it? Not the World Cup, the Euros. The Euros. Yeah. So I think for, for him, for his career, and for us to also enjoy him as a footballer, because he is a really fun footballer. You know, he zips up and down the pitch. He's got a beautiful long-range ping on him. Uh, he's a battler. He's aggressive. He's a really good player to watch and to see. And it's a shame it's not where it's hard. But yeah, I'd like him to stick around in the Prem. Where would he go? I think he's got to go for one of the kind of in-the-mix top six, maybe if they have an exceptional season top four. That screams Villa this season in particular. Uh, other teams, maybe in Newcastle. Not sure I'd personally want to see him go there. Um, maybe, maybe Spurs? Possibly, uh, but I, I think I think he deserves to go to a team that number one is in England, number two plays good football, and number three will be always pushing for top six and or fourth spot. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I personally would like to see him go abroad just because I still think he's a, a talented player and I, I think City, although it's right for him to leave, Possibly, um, they would be strengthening a rival, and you know that, that that's going to be the case when City sell to Premier League clubs because City's players are so good. Um, but I think Luke, 
the issue Calvin Phillips sorry by the way I've just finished off my last Ferrero Rocher as you guys would have seen as I went on mute so my mouth I just had a bit of water so my mouth is a little bit dry um the the last chocolate of the festive period done and dusted um but I think uh, one of the issues facing Calvin Phillips is wherever he goes he could still have the issue of not playing enough football because yes Newcastle at the moment they're playing Bruno Gimaraes is their sort of holding midfielder and they've had lots of injuries but Sandro Tonali was the guy doing that. Yeah, he will be back at the end of the season, um, even though he isn't going to be there until then. That's still sort of six months kind of for Phillips to play, but you would probably say Tonali over Phillips when he's back. Um, I don't think he gets in Spurs' starting 11. He certainly doesn't get in Aston Villa's starting 11. So you're going down and down and down the table to a point where it isn't an, a, an attractive move for Calvin Phillips. So that's why I'm kind of leaning towards uh, going abroad again. I agree. I think if he goes to Villa, it'd be crazy suicide for him. I mm. just don't know. They're looking at Douglas Ruiz and John McGinn, who are having stellar seasons, both of them. You're not getting in instead of M2, no way. And then, obviously, they've got like the homegrown talent coming through as well, where Ramsey can chip in, he can play as a, as a centre-mid as well. I, I think it's crazy suicide for doing that. For me, it's either Newcastle or you go abroad. Like, if you're looking at abroad, you're looking at kind of Kyle Tamori, you're looking at Tammy Abraham... You're looking at Ruben Loftus-Cheek. All these players are making a name for themselves in Italy. Some of them pushing them way into an England squad. Like, why would you not do that? I mean, I, I, is it? I don't know if it's like hard face to say it, but I think England is, is the best league in the world at the moment. Mm. Like, they're the best country to play football in. Why not go elsewhere and play top tier, pushing Champions League next year football, and hopefully get another few trophies under his belt? I mean. He's got experience winning trophies. If you're an Italian club looking at him, you're thinking he's been in the dressing room um, with mm-hmm. these top, top players for the past year and a half. He's obviously learned off them. He's got his had Pep Guardiola mentor him for the past year and a half. Obviously, he's going to learn off him. He's a nice lad. He's a good footballer. I, it's, why would you not? And also, he won't have the English tax if he goes abroad. Like, you won't need to pay as much <laughs> yeah. as, say, a Newcastle would. So, if I'm if I'm abroad, I'm like, an Italian club, a Spanish club, whatever, I'm looking at Calvin Phillips like, game in my team, like 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, Juventus, for those who aren't following Serie A, are, are certainly in the mix for a Scudetto win. Um, they're either first or second. I think Inter Milan are first and, and Juventus uh, are in the mix. So they could definitely, you know, do with him his sort of profile. Bayern Munich as well, and it, it sort of feeds into what we'll speak about in part two. But there's a certain uh, Joshua Kimmich who is... We're in the early stage, let's say, of rumours. There's been nothing concrete and, and nobody of sort of note has put their name to this, but um, whispers certainly popping up about him, so maybe that makes sense. Um, I, I guess, Ollie, finally, to, uh, this may be the final time we speak about Calvin Phillips. It might not be, but he's certainly uh, taken a fair amount of space on our, um, what would you say, our, our podcast over the last year or so. Um it's just, it's just a little bit sad in my eyes, anyway. Um, and it's, you know, it's not to say nice players should be, get, sorry, nice people should be good players. But I'd have loved this to work. It hasn't worked. Fair enough. I just hope he goes and, and lands on his feet somewhere else. Yeah, it, it is sad because I was really excited about that signing. Uh, mm. As you know, I've very much got a soft spot for Leeds. Uh, I watch them whenever I can. Well, not so much this season, but certainly last season when they were in the Prem, and. I was just very excited to be, t- you know, to be bringing over the boy from Leeds, who who had just had a stellar couple of years, and to see what he could do, and if he if he could not displace Rodri, but 
be complementary to him. And I think when we first mm. signed him, we were having conversations on here about how he could thrive in the eight. He could be a bit of a box-to-box maestro. He could fill in for Rodri when he's not available. And none of those have come to pass. It mm. is sad. And But the upside is the reason that we spent time talking about him on the podcast is because it's so rare that we get these instances under Pep, right? Mm. The vast majority of players succeed. A couple of exceptions. Yeah. Um, one in particular that we won't talk about, our former number 22, um, <laughs> for non-footballing reasons. One being Calvin Phillips. I can't... Are there any other real high-profile first-team signings that have failed? Not Nolito, uh, but you're going back to Pep's first season. Uh, Nolito was a bit of a stopgap, though, One, not he? He was a stopgap, but he was shy. Yeah, but he he, he wasn't part of the long-term Pep plan, right? Mm. Phillips, I think, was Claudio signed. Bravo. Bravo, yeah, but again, he was getting on a bit, wasn't he, by the time we picked him up? Um, well, comparatively for goalkeepers, probably still still had. I, I don't. What I'm getting is, I don't think that the plan was the following season. Yeah, to, no, yeah, to yeah. get a new goalkeeper. No, I agree. But but Calvin Phillips certainly would have been signed as somebody that we'd have for five, yeah. six, seven, eight years before eventually you know, mm. making his swan song return back to Leeds or something magical. But <laughs> it's just not turned out that way. And that that it it's a sad story. But at the same time, I think the reason that we talk about it so much is that it's testament to how good our recruitment is. That when we have a case like this, it's exceptionally unusual and it does deserve talking about um, what exactly has happened with him. We can speculate all day, can't we? Um, Occam's razor, the simplest solution is often the right one, which is that he's simply not good enough. And we've, Mm. so, you know, maybe it was a two year purple patch and we misjudged him. Uh, I don't know, but I wish the guy the greatest success wherever he goes. Really, genuinely, hand on heart, do. Unless it's Manchester United, which it won't be. <laughs> Unless it's Liverpool, which it won't be. Um, yeah, I, 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 I hope whether he goes to try and break into an Aston Villa midfield or he goes abroad to be a star midfielder for somebody else, wherever he goes, I hope he absolutely fucking smashes it. And on the very off chance that he does listen to this podcast, good luck, mate. Yeah, um, I, I I have a feeling that he will go on and impress wherever he does go, um, just because I think he's the, the player of quality. And who knows, we might even have a conversation. Was it wrong to, to let Calvin Phillips go? I doubt it, but it might be something that pops up. Um, quickly before the break, then Luke, another player who is being linked with an exit, um, which is a little bit worrying not necessarily for this player but just because we've had conversations this this season about City squad being so stretched and and well one player is certainly out the door it could be two but um Sam Lee reported uh about a week ago now that it is possible that Sergio Gomez could leave Manchester City in the winter window only if a suitable replacement can be found given Gomez's relatively few minutes that would mean either a young defender is brought through via the academy or from elsewhere um, and just looking at, at Sergio Gomez's stats so far this season, he's played eight times. He's got 265 minutes under his belt. And I don't know, maybe maybe I was being a little bit optimistic, but I expected him to at least feature off the bench more than he has. It feels like, though, he's another player who could be destined for the exit door. Yeah, he can play, Sergio. He can play the boy. He's a, he is he's a talented a footballer. Player. He's a good player. Like, I mean, we've seen him do it for Spain in Spain's youth teams. Like, mm. he, he can play. Uh, he's a young lad and he? he wants to play football. Why, why, why would he stay around if he's not even getting a shoeing off a bench? Like, I don't blame him at all. And you know what Plus Foss has been? It's been his whole career. Someone don't want to be here. He's not been here. Like, it's just how Pep works. He mm. doesn't want players 
It's also my approach on football manager. <laughs> uh, me, and, me and Paul Mullin at the moment, I'm on a Wrexham save. Pissing me off, doing my head in. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, Wait, what's we're, he doing? What, what's oh he my do? god! Right, so <laughs> I, I'm in the championship now with Wrexham. Back to back promotion, can I say? I put a match high earner clause in his contract, which is massive. Mm. He's on thirty three grand a week, right? And he's come to me saying, "I want forty three grand a week." The he's cheek, the piss, the cheek. Who's he think he's playing for? Tottenham Hotspur. I'm not having it. So yeah, he, I, I, he's pissed me off, but I still have to play him because I've got no one else. Anyway, full <laughs> manager ran over. Um, but yeah, with, with Sergio Gomez, he, he's another one where I, you never know. Do you? He's a young lad. Is, is he feeling a bit homesick? Is he wanting to go back? Um, to Espana, uh, who knows? Mm. Like, if I was him, I'd be pushing for a move elsewhere. Like, he's got to be looking at the state of football in Spain right now. He could easily start for Girona and mm. be pushing for a league. Like, of course he could. I, I mean, look at some of the players who are playing for. Is it in like Hossilu starting up front for Real Madrid? Yeah, yeah. Like, like Sergio Gomez was thinking, why am I not playing in there? Like, I'm I'm better than all these people. Like, I I I like him. I I think he's he's a fun, exciting talent, and he's one where if he does go away, I'm, I'm I agree with you, Ollie, with um, Colin Phillips. I think both of these players we're at a stage now in Man City where we're that good. Our, our offloads are just going to excel elsewhere. Mm. Like they just they're just better than than a lot of other players. And I'm 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 really excited to see what Sergio Gomez does because he's 23. He's got a good 10 years ahead of him where he could really kick on and play well. Um, so for me, I, I, I I'd be a bit disappointed to see him go because he could, he could be a good squad player. But again, if we're not using him, why keep him? I think Luke's just such a really important point, by the way, which is that we are... The... Yeah, Paul Mullins a dick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I Paul, agree with Firstly, yeah. Paul Mullins a dick, I concur. Um, <laughs> I, I quite like... Can I just say no, that the I, I position quite, of this podcast is, the disclaimer. Paul yeah, yeah, we go. is a very... He, he's, you're allowed to your opinions, but the position of the podcast, Paul Mullen, is not a dick. Anyway, no, continue. no, he, he is a great guy. Like, he does a lot of good things off off the pitch. But I'm just talking about in football manager as a captain. He should be leading by example and taking the the, 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 the bar for which Amos is making official disclaimers about not being the position of the podcast is really dropping. <laughs> I mean, we've had some really controversial shit over the last three months go on here with with, with these disclaimers. New Year, New Us. That's hey, Amos, Amos is getting a bit wet behind the ears. If you say wet behind the ears, a bit wet, a bit sensitive. <laughs> Um, steady on <laughs> let's not go there um, it's how they descend into the chaos Amos start as we mean to go on new year new decorum um, yeah Luke's made a really good really important point in that when people say why do we have such a small squad you know people moan and say why does Pep use such a small squad we've got all this money we've got so much pull why don't we have a squad that's 25, 26, 27, 28 senior players large the reason is this, that we are that good that anyone on the fringes of our squad will have clubs coming right up to the top four mm. of England and everywhere else saying, we'll match your wage and you'll start every week. That's the difficult yeah. thing. When you are shite, your fringe players have to stick with you because they're not guaranteed a contract anywhere else, at least anywhere decent. Whereas City players like Phillips and Gomez that are on the fringes of the squad, they'll have offers they'll be neck deep in offers from all mm. around Europe. So that's number one, why I think we've got a small squad. Um, and number two, why it's just ultimately difficult. And we are always going to be drawn to the conversations of, was it right to let them go? Because they're all top players. That's the reason they're at City. So you know, we, we've just got to recognise that they're not the fit for us. And yes, mm-hmm. they are going to go and smash it elsewhere. But 
good luck to him, uh, as long as they're not scoring against us on a cold Tuesday night at White Hart Lane. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it would be very typical City for Sergio Gomez to go to Girona, win the league title with Girona and City to finish second or third or fourth in the Premier League and he still gets another medal. Um, we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's it for outgoings. I've not really seen anything else and, and I, I would be a bit surprised if we saw anything else. Obviously, last year we had the uh, the Bombazo on, on deadline day involving uh, Cancelo. Let's hope, fingers crossed anyway, uh, there isn't anything like that. But um, that'll do for part one. Join us after as we look ahead to players City might be looking to bring in themselves. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you haven't, um, do go back on your feed. Yesterday, it was me and Ollie McCall looking back at the Sheffield United win. Tomorrow, we will turn attention to the FA Cup third round game against Huddersfield Town. Um, okay, quickly, because we overran a little bit in part one, Luke, but I want to speak about Joshua Kimmich. Um, obviously, I, I think a player who needs no introduction. Like I said before, full disclaimer, there isn't anything official in terms of rumours, you know, just just a few whispers online, but we've got to plug the gap somewhere. Um, He's he's a player who I think everyone would say is tailor-made for City. He's got history working Pep Guardiola. He's 28, he turns 29 in February, born winner, done it all in Germany. Um, Is he the answer, do you think, to City's uh, cover for Rodri problem, especially if Phillips leaves? I mean, he's a baby-faced assassin, isn't he? What a player he is. (laughs) I can't believe he's 28, you know. I that was a bit of a jump scare. Him. That was a bit of a jump scare. I, I'm literally, I, I'm, I'm looking at him now and I'm like, I've watched Joshua Kimmich play for like 10 years and like, he's just always been there. I can't, I can't believe he's 28. Like, he's, 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 he's scarily good. Again, does he want to come to us? Is he looking at Rodri thinking, I'm not going to get in front of him? Is he thinking I can maybe go alongside him? I don't know. I'd love him. I'd love us to sign him. I, he's, he's quality. He's quality mm. all over the park. He's like, well, well, obviously, they had a huge, huge loss with when Philip Lahm obviously retired. A big a big hole that was going to be missed in that by a Munich side. Joshua Kimmich came in and thought, here we go, this is my time to shine. And he has done ever since, like, winning trophies galore, leading the side. Like He, he does everything well from what I've mm-hmm. seen of him. Um, he would be a dream signing, but we're going to have to fork out some cash for him, aren't we? Like, surely we're not getting for less than 60 mil. Surely. I know I saw your tweet. Amos, where anything less than that, you've got to snap it straight away. Yeah, it's not long, not, not long left on his contract, is there? End of 2025, so uh, 18 months. Right, so we're looking, we're looking promising. And, and we, we all know that City do plan transfers 
very far in advance. If if he is on the radar, we've spoken to his agents many, mm. many times already. He knows what's happening better than we do. Um, Adam was to sign him. If if we sign him, then Jesus, we're going to kick on and we're going to dominate as all as we <laughs> often do. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, tw- the twelve games, twelve game um, win streak will start when Joshua Kimmich signs. <laughs> Um, it, it does feel like that, doesn't it, Ollie? I mean, speaking about you know a, a player who is who is ready to step in, and there aren't that many, and that's been City's problem um, in the last sort of eighteen months or so. And it's been Calvin Phillips's problem. It's been Rodri's problem. Rodri is so good whenever he is even seventy five percent fit, seventy percent fit, even less than that. If it's a game of meaning, like he played ninety minutes against Sheffield United, by the way, which is granted, you know, um, Premier League game, three points on the line, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but. You get to 75 minutes in night and you're probably thinking you're going to want to bring him off. Um, if this is an option for City, then I think they have to go headfirst into it. And there are a few factors into this. Obviously, the relationship with Thomas Tuchel is, has, has been a little bit sort of, um, troublesome since he, since Tuchel arrived at Bayern Munich. You've got the contract situation. You've got Calvin Phillips, which could play into it again. You know, Bayern Munich are after that sort of traditional, enforcer style number six which I think Calvin Phillips is, is sort of probably best suited to so on the surface it isn't as sort of crazy a deal as it might seem right it, listen I think one thing you've missed out there which I think is almost the most important thing about our approach to transfers the risks that are involved and especially in January transfer window which is the mandatory PEP learning time of mm. anywhere between 6 and 18 months. Kimmich is is moulded by Pep, specifically in the role that he's tended to play in over the last few seasons. That that was Pep, baby. That that's all him. Yeah. And you know that that could really allow him to slot straight into the side and be able to do what's asked of him, right? It's we we're, we're, we're removing the first, second and third dates here and we're getting straight to hmm, like that that this is Kimmich. That's that's the great mm. thing about him. And by the way, Amos, you're learning German. Is it Kimmich or is it Kimmich? Joshua Kimmich. Joshua Kimmich. Okay. Ooh, good, Amos. Look at you. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that's the most crucial factor here. You know, normally we don't look to sign anyone in January because we'd be worried about it perhaps disrupting the flow of the squad, mm. not being able to rely on them, settling in straight away. Blah 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 blah. But the fact that he is a proven world-class player, as you said, a proven winner, and may well be able to slide into a Pep team and just fit, which is mm. incredibly difficult to find, incredibly difficult to find, then no, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. Um, are Bayern, is Bayern a good destination for Phillips? I don't know. Admittedly, I have not watched anywhere near as much Bundesliga as I did when Erling Haaland was over there. So mm. I'm a little bit behind on uh, on the state of play over there. Uh, but yeah, listen, if, if it works for them, I, th- I believe it would work for us. So I'd quite like us to, to pull the trigger on this if it's feasible. Yeah, um, it's certainly one to watch. <laughs> it's, it's probably going to be a case of when, um, in the next couple of weeks, uh, Kimmich signs a new contract uh, by Munich, as is often the case when these big players are linked with mm. moves to City. But um, just on just on the wider picture, then, Luke, do you, do you think this is a, a, a deal not in terms of uh, the specific player, but the position that that City have to address in in January? Because 
I think it's one thing saying if Rodri goes down, then Phillips doesn't play anyway. But there's a difference between a free game suspension like we saw, um, what was it, October time, when, when obviously the, the red card against Forest, and included in that was a Champions League game where Rodri came back in. So there was a match where in a four-match uh, four spell in that suspension he did play. Or a four-week injury for Rodri where you're suddenly looking at eight matches without a player in that position. And I think that's where... Phillips probably would have got a bit of game time um, had Rodri gone down with an injury. Obviously, touch what it doesn't happen. But going into the second half of the season, for me anyway, I feel like it's a must City have somebody. I don't care who, particularly if it's a loan deal, if it's a £75 million signing. You know, City's season could theoretically hinge on not having cover for Rodri or having cover for Rodri. Yeah, we, we we need another man in the door, don't we? We, we need another body about the place. We've been hit by a few more injuries this mm. year. Uh, last year, we got very lucky. Like, to win a treble, you have to get lucky. Like, that's just how it is because it's such a hard achievement to do. Um, and this year, we, we haven't had that luck where, where players are getting injured. We don't have enough bodies around the place. We, we Rodri's can't play every game. He, he's he's a, a generational talent where he's sensational at his job. There's no one in world football better than him. But he isn't superhuman. He's not a. He's in, not in a Marvel universe. He can't just magically, like, kind of brush off every injury, every niggle that he got. So he plays a lot of football, and he plays in a very, very mentally and physically draining position in order to field. He sees a whole game. His job. His job is to control the whole game. Like he's gonna be having people trying to smash him when he's on the ball, and he's having to smash people when they're on the ball. Like he has got a very hard position to play, and you need bodies around there. So for me, it's crucial. I think that's a word I'm going to use. I think it's crucial to sign someone. Mm. Yeah, um, Ollie, do you share that thought? Um, City have to sign a holding midfield player or a deeper lying midfielder um, in the January window. I know this talk of Paqueta again, but. That's to me is probably more of a, a Bernardo Silva replacement. Be that in January, I can't see it happening, or come the summer, I, ju- I just feel like that it's it's a gap that City have to plug. I don't think we have to, because as I said, the the, the two outgoings, Phillips and Gomez, don't play anyway. Um, so in that sense, you, you can't sign a superstar like Joshua Kimmich because, or sorry, Joshua Kimmich, uh, because you. <laughs> are worried about an injury to Rodri and you need to fill the gap for a few weeks. That you don't sign a player that good for those reasons. Mm. If we're he gonna can sign... play alongside him though. Exactly. Correct. If if we are signing uh, a player like Kimmich, it's because Pep has in his mind a way that the two of them can coexist in the side. And there'll be some weeks that one doesn't play, some weeks that the other actually no, there'll never be any weeks that Rodri doesn't play when he's not fit. Pep is going to run <laughs> that man's knees into the ground. But they can certainly coexist in a way that maybe the way that we envisage for Phillips and certainly in a way that Sergio Gomez can't. So do mm. we absolutely need somebody, i.e. an extra pair of legs? It it's a nice to have, not a need to have. Um we're signing Kimmich because we recognise how good he is and what value he can bring to the squad and to the first team, uh, not because he's an extra pair of legs. I think it's an important distinction. Uh, so would I be upset if we come to January 31st and we've not signed anybody? Not particularly. Even if the other two have left, we don't see them on the pitch anyway. If we've brought somebody in of the calibre of Kimmich, I'll be over the moon. Delighted. I, I don't really see an outcome this transfer window that leaves me pissed off, in all honesty. Erling Haaland leaving um, for Liverpool? 
We've got Julian Alvarez. Respect Alvarez. <laughs> now, that was either the calmest response ever, or <laughs> you are the most expect- deluded man of all time. I mean, it was just... It was just a ridiculous ridiculous suggestion. All right, Kirsch. Listen, seriously, though, is there anything else in the transfer window that we can even get a scent of? Probably not. That's it. Phillips and Sergio Gomez out. Is there anyone else? Can't see it. Is there anyone else coming in? If there is, we've not heard about it. So, of the options that are on the table uh there's there's no real bad outcome i don't think i i think a bad outcome would be phillips and or gomez leaving and city not replacing them just because of the risk you take it and it was it was a risk last season when city didn't necessarily replace cancello had ake's injury been a bit longer than it was um, around April time had, I don't know, a Ruben Diaz gone down, you know, suddenly that defence was really stretched. So I think you've run the risk. Guardiola is a, a man and a, and, and a coach who often sort of rolls the dice and, and is happy to take that risk. I just think this is a step too far if City didn't go in uh, and get a replacement or at least an addition. Um, but guys, we'll call it a day there. Luke, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Amos. Uh, if, if, uh, hopefully, we will be speaking or listening to this tomorrow with Luke Little being world champion at darts. Well, I, w- I was just going to say it's been quite the week for Luke's. Um, have you had anything notable um, that Luke Humphreys and Luke Littler can um, can sort of you can add to that? Uh, Offbeat Podcast has hit 410 subscribers on YouTube. If you are listening, please head on over and subscribe to hey. us. I uh, really would appreciate it. Both of these people have been on the channel. So Absolutely. So you know it must be good. You can see Amos's beautiful face and Ollie Kirsch's small head. <laughs> <laughs> He's only got little arms. He's only got little arms. <laughs> I, I, this fella was in a boxing match the other week. You do know that. <laughs> I know. He's a lot harder than me, but... <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come He's from? T- you know, I, I was to about speak. to say this, this plug for Offbeat is endorsed by the City Report podcast, but I'm not putting my name next to that shit. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to breathe the fact that everyone thinks you're really small. Like, I've, I've done it in the group chat. I'm going to make it online. I don't know man. what this is about. Uh, I think at some point somebody <laughs> saved me in their phone as Richie, and Richie as me, and then it's just kind of gone from there. <laughs> Hey, you two, stop it. I'm having to just mediate it. It's a good job on this virtual screen. I'm in the middle. Um, right, okay. That'll do, uh, listeners. If you want to hear more of Luke Barsley and Oliver Kirsch going at each other, maybe we'll set up a charity boxing match. Wouldn't that be something? Um, Luke, Luke's face has suddenly gone a little bit redder and a little bit more fearful. Um, but no, that'll do for today. Do stick around for the final episode of the week tomorrow. Until then, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running. And just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. 
order Mc delivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.